Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Tonight, we're going to go digging around in Mark 4. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. How are you doing tonight? I am blessed. Amen. Uh-oh. I got a... I, I didn't hook up my phone, so I got a... Set the charger up here on this thing. Give me a few seconds here. Hmm. We should be able to find some good nuggets in Mark 4. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm trying to get my chair settled up here and get my... My phone charged up because I hate to go dead while we're talking. That would not I be a good one, thing. Yeah, I remember one of my cousins. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get a hold of it. It was days and days and days, and then finally somebody, the phone got us. So well, they text me a message, and she's doing it, you know, how they make short messages, and I, all I got was found dead. And I thought, oh, man, my cousin done died and everything. So I started calling the other cousins, you know, relatives and stuff. And uh, finally somebody got a hold of her, and she said, no. I said, my phone was dead. I said, everybody else thought you were dead. Oh, my goodness. So I have to be very careful now when I read and see. All right. Let me see. I got to make sure this thing is charging here. I'm sorry, you know, I'm easily prepared. Let me see here. That should do it. Okay. Well, good evening to all the people out there today. The Lord has really been blessing. We had a a very interesting service yesterday. There was this one lady that uh, a witch had touched her hand. She knew it was a witch. And this thing... Uh, this witch put a curse on her by touching her hand. That's why, you know, I mean, you can't go around all day long. I don't want nobody to touch me. I don't want nobody to get close to me and stuff. You just need to put on your armor every day, and you need to have an understanding about how to put on that armor. And the more you understand what the Bible is saying, that is, uh, is teaching us how to speak things into existence, Everything that God did, he spoke it into existence. Nothing that is here is not spoken. He used three things in, in creating everything, and it was called vibration, frequency, and sound. If you go back, you'll see everything was created by him speaking it and believing that he had it in his mind. This is what he wanted to do. And then the Holy Spirit brought it to pass. That's why in the Hebrew, they got... Uh, 22 letters, and one of the letters are, it's called uh, hey. And the word hey means thought, speak, action. God created everything, vibration, frequency, sound. So I'm trying to tell you, the Bible is teaching us how to operate in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not out there. The Bible, as Jesus said, uh, when they were talking to him, 
when will we see the kingdom? He said the kingdom is not brought in by observing. It's not out there. It's not uh, under the ground and anything. But the kingdom is in you. That's where the kingdom of God is. It's in you. And the more you start to understand that, the more you will change negative thinking. Because there's so many negative people running around here, and they say, I don't know why I'm not being blessed. You're already saying, I don't know why I'm not being blessed. You've been blessed. If you can take one breath of air, you're still here. So that means you have to change the way you talk. That's why it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And as you start to speak, you let the Holy Spirit bring forth those things you've been reading to come up to your remembrance so you can speak positive things. God wants us to be blessed. And that's why it says the first thing in uh, in Psalms, it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed means to be happy. The Bible teaches us that if we make God happy, God will make us happy. So as we get ready to go to uh, Mark, the fourth chapter, starting for the first verse, that way it give you a chance to get there. Mark, the fourth chapter, starting with the first verse. And I'm going to be doing the best I can because I don't have my right glasses tonight. So I need a miracle. That's what I have a prayer that I say. When I need a miracle, the prayer is, help, Lord. It comes out of Psalms, the 12th chapter, the first verse, just the two words, help, Lord. And I know I can't do it on my own. Help, Lord. I need help to understand the scriptures. Help, Lord. There it is. If people try to make it simple instead of trying to con God into something, coming up with these long prayers and stuff, then you get you'll get what you need. Because that way, when you're speaking it, you believe in it. You speak a long time, then you're trying to think about what I need to say next. God doesn't need all that. He just needs us to be sincere with him and say what he, what we need and to do what he tells us to do. All right. It says, and he began to teach by the seaside, and there was a gathering unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into the ship and set it in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. Now, if you notice what it says, that he came teaching. Jesus had a fourfold ministry, and it was teaching, preaching, healing, and prophesying. That is a true church that has all four of those gifts operating. Yes, the fivefold ministry is great and everything, but a church is not a bunch of people. A, per- a church is a few people that are really believers. That's why he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. Where it says, where two touch and agree upon anything of this earth, it will be done of my Father. So that's what I'm trying to tell people. Instead of, oh, let's have these big prayer groups, and I'm, I'm not against prayer groups, you hear me. But instead of saying, let's have these big prayer groups, you need to get a, a few people with you that are truly believers. So when you pray, you don't pray those shotgun prayers, but you be praying like uh, for those gun enthusiasts, a three fifty seven Magnum. In other words, what you pull that trigger at, it's going to hit. 
All right, let's keep on going here. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in this doctrine. Now, what it says, that part there, this is the most important part, because this is what's going to give you the answer about everything else. It says, and he taught them many things in parables. Parable means a hidden story or a hidden meaning. God hides things. I'm telling you. And he told us that he does this. And everybody's not going to understand it. When we're ministering to people, everybody's not going to understand what the ministry is. Some people may get some people may get it, but the Bible tells us it's only going to few that find their way they're at. And what does that mean? That means only a few are going to understand what God was teaching us, what Jesus is teaching us, what the Bible is teaching us. And if we start to have an open mind and listen, because as I said, thoughts speak in action. The Bible says that God did everything by vibration, frequency, and sound. You've got to be tuned in where you can flow in the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm here to teach you how to flow in the Holy Spirit. All right, it says, hearken, or take note. Behold, there went a, a sword to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it was not much earth, and it immediately it sprung up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it's very important to that, no root, it withered away. Some fell on, among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Listen to that word, fruit. Others fell on good ground and yielded fruit that sprung up, increased, and brought forth some 30 some 60, some 100-fold. Why does it say 30, 60, and 100? The thing is, it, uh, the first thing it has to be, it has to be a root has to grow up before anything comes up, and that's the plan. You've got to have a plan in your mind. That's why it says, uh, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct your path. You bring the plan to God, and let God tell you if he, this is what he wants you to do. A lot of times we want to do what we want to do and think, well, God, I want you to bless this and I want you to bless that. And he ain't told you to do that. He might have you to do something else. It might be somebody out there that he wants you to witness to. It might be somebody out there that he wants you to, to help do something. I have a friend of mine, he travels overseas, and all he does is go to help villagers and stuff. Now, they ain't making no money for him but he loves what he's doing. All right? Then it says, And he said unto them, He that has a ear to hear, let him hear. Well, you just heard what it says up there at the beginning. So what does that really mean? I keep trying to tell you, God has things. He teaches in parables and um, metaphors and stuff. The Bible Ninety percent of the Bible is made of metaphor, but if you don't know that, you read it as it is literal, and you take it literal, and literal does 
you where you need to go. The kingdom is in spirit. The kingdom is an understanding, all right? And then when he was alone, they was was with him with the twelve, asked him the parable. In other words, they realized they didn't understand, and Jesus had taken them aside. Now here comes the interpretation. The Bible always interprets itself. And it says this, and he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Everybody will not understand. I keep trying to tell you, if you try to do it literally, you're not going to understand this. You have to have the Holy Ghost which is the unction to understand what the scriptures are saying. A lot of people take scriptures out of context. They don't realize the Bible in terms of stuff, it don't need you to take it out of context. You ain't got to make up no stories and stuff. God has already got it, and all you have to do is read it and say it and then understand it. That's why it says wisdom is the principal thing, but with all your getting, get it and understand it. And he said unto them, Let's see, uh, let's see down here at the 12th verse. It's that seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand. Least at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. What sins? Let me tell you what it sins means for all the errors we made. It ain't just uh, sexual and all this. It's the errors we made. God tells you he wants you to do this, and you want to do that the other thing. God says, you do the will of my Father, and you say, well, I believe the will of God's Father is this. No, you better look and see where it is. It interprets itself. It's in there. Then it says, it says then, and he said unto them, know you not this parable? How then will you know all parables? You have to have an understanding. It's a spirit, okay? The sower sows the word, and these are they by the wayside when the word is sown. So we're not talking about a seed, are we? We're talking about the word. Well, what is the word? In the beginning was the word, and the word was in with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. But here's the only part of that. There's another part that you don't know about. And that is in the book of Genesis, when it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But it's, that's written in English. And English words will not always interpret what the word or what the meaning or what the understanding is. So I'm going to uh, interpret that first part for you. In Hebrew, it says, B-Rashi. And B-Rashi uh, is a Hebrew letters. And what it says, if you get the understanding of knowing the Hebrew language, it says, the, in the beginning, God created E.T., and E.T. created everything. But you don't see that in your Bible. Then you've got to find out what is E.T., and it ain't extraterrestrial. It means the Hebrew alphabet. And each one of those letters has a meaning for your life if you start to read it and understand. Take one letter at a time, Olive, and start there. 
keep on going here so I can show you the Bible in service itself. Then it says, uh, let's see, there it is. Let's go to the 15 again. It says, and these are they which by the wayside where the word is sown, but when it comes, they hear, Satan comes immediately and take away the word which was sown in their heart. This is not an understanding of the mind. It's understanding of a spirit in your heart, which is another man, a spiritual man. That's why I said, let this man be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. All right? So what is the first thing that happens? The word is being spoken. You hear it, but Satan comes immediately. He doesn't wait. He comes immediately, and he brings in two spirits. And these two spirits are called mind control and mind block. Mind control and mind block. What is what it happens? Mind control makes you hear something that you don't hear. It'll, it'll make you confused. That because another one was that. Mind blocker, as I said, that's uh, mind control is the one who does this thing. But then his partner, mind blocker, sometimes they'll stop you from hearing the word. Sometimes you'll be trying to read and study, and all of a sudden you can't figure out, I can't get nothing out of this. That's because, it's, first of all, it's spiritually discerned, and you got a spirit that you're fighting against, and until you know how to fight against him, he's going to bother you. What is the secret to fighting uh, mind control and mind blocker? You have to pray this prayer. And this prayer is, I call on the angels to read the gospel of Jesus Christ into mind control and mind blockers' ears over and over again. And I bring in, you know, first I might start off with five angels, but if they, that thing don't leave me alone, I'll call in 10 angels. If that is not, I call in 20 angels. And I keep on going until it leaves me. This is why I'm telling you, we're in a spiritual warfare. We're in a battle. And most people don't know it, and they, that's why they're being defeated. But as I say, you got to remember the Bible interprets itself, and it talks about it in parables. So let's listen to this then. Okay, it says uh, the 16th verse. It says these we are the questions asked, James. Okay, let me finish this, and I'll, I'll answer it in just a minute. Okay. okay. These are they that like they have sown on stony ground who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root. Remember I was telling y'all, look at the root. They have no root in them, and so they endure for the time. And afterwards, after affliction or persecution arises from the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? You have to have the roots in you, the understanding. Because other than that, somebody will say something, you become offended. You go through persecution and stuff, you get offended. All these things is not what you want it to be, and you get offended. And it says, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of others, the word, 
and it becomes unfruitful. Remember I told you all watch the word fruitful? Now here it explains itself. The Bible does interpret itself. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such that here's the word, receives it. See, before you can get a gift, you've got to receive the gift. My friend uh, uh, Dwayne Byers teached on that the other day. And uh, uh, my friend, uh, uh, um, we call him Tall Paul. <laughs> Paul taught on that too. You've got to receive it to be a gift. If you don't receive it, you have not to give, okay? And bring, uh, it says, and bring it forth fruit and some a hundredfold. Okay, now you said somebody has a question? Go ahead, bring them on. Yes, yes. Let me open the mic. Okay, 636 236. Your mic is open. James is there. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I made it. Uh, I I just wanted to say when you're talking about uh, interpretation, uh, you'll know the scripture, but uh, the for the letter kills, but the spirit giveth life. Mm-hmm. So many people That's all are I wanted to say. legalistic. So many people are so literalistic that they miss the understanding of what the Bible is saying. And that's why I say the Bible always interprets itself. Yep. Just like Anyhow. what is the mm-hmm, what is the will of God? Most people don't know what the will of God is. And that you'll have to look it up. It's in there. It tells you the will of God. And Jesus is the one who said it. But as I said, there's so much to learn that you'll never learn it all. That's why we study little bit by little bit, inch by inch, until we get it. I'm so glad you called in. And as I said, we're going to play your uh, song. He writes songs and stuff, uh, gospel songs. He's down from St. Louis, right? Yep. Well, tell yes, me a little sir. bit about it. A minute or two. What's that? I said, tell me a little bit about your music. I'll give you a minute or two. About my music? Uh, well, it's uh, I believe it's Holy Spirit inspired, and uh, we're using top Nashville pro musicians to do the, the instruments and. I'm singing vocals, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's oh, good stuff, you. though. Amen. So is it, uh, you have a name on the album yet, or is the album out yet, or what? Uh, the al- I don't have my album together yet. I'm finishing up my last couple songs, and then uh, I've got to get everything professionally mixed and mastered. The stuff I've sent you is just uh, stuff I've done by myself, pretty much. But anyhow, uh, okay. once I get that going uh i'll upload it on i'm fixing the switch uh websites right now i've got a website at holypatriot.com and i've got a few songs on there i do country music and christian music uh patriotic um there's Uh, a few songs there okay now you know i'm not going to just say this to be saying stuff the man is really good I've listened to several of his songs. He's really good. So anyway, uh, glad that you called and everything. Do you have any uh, other questions or anything? Nope. Just want to let you know I was here and had that comment. That's all. All right, then. 
Oh, since I've taken a little slow off right now, is there anybody that has any biblical questions? All you have to do is push one on your telephone, and that will open up the line that we'll know that you have a question to ask. So you have anything to say, Dorothy? Only that I'm looking forward to hearing his song that you're going to play. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, nobody's saying anything? Everybody's quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> well, I hear you. Well, I hope you all get an understanding that the Bible always interprets itself. It's not always close like it is here where it says one thing and then it interprets it right away. The Bible hides things. So it might be a little here, a little there. It might be a, a, a sentence. It may be only a half a sentence. But once you start to understand by the Holy Spirit, it will give you understanding, and then you will search things out. All right? Let's keep on going here in a minute. It's kind of hard for me because I told you I got the wrong glasses. So me trying to read is a prayer and a miracle. All right. You see, we're at, uh, you see, that or that. We're at 21. Okay, but the main thing is I told you I to look at roots, roots, because everything, it has a end before it has a beginning. I know that don't make sense. I'm just trying to tell you how the kingdom operates. The thing has already been done. Our conversation, you listen to this broadcast, there's no such thing as just an accident or a coincidence. God has already planned out everything, has finished it, and said, I wrote a book. And the book is called the Bible. That's why Jesus said, I come in the volume of the book as is written of me. Well, how is it going to be written of him unless it's finished? And like God says, I know the end from the beginning. Before there was a beginning, I already knew what I was going to do. So this is the same thing about doing things in your life. Have a plan. Have the plan that you can take it to God and say, Lord, this is what I'd like to do. Now, if he didn't say, go ahead and do it, the Bible tells us that a laborer that labors without God doing it is laboring in vain. So if you're knocking up your head over and over again and something's not working, maybe you need to stop and ask God again, wait a minute, what am I supposed to be doing? All right, let's keep on going here, 21. And he said unto them, is, is a candle brought unto the uh, to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing that is hid which shall not be manifested, Neither is there anything kept secret, but it should abroad. Now, let me tell you, anytime I lose something, I'm telling you how this thing operates. It's all about the mind. I lose something, I talk to people in my church over and over again. I say this, this prayer, and that is, there is nothing that's hid that's hid from the Lord. Now, I don't have to use all that. All I do is say, there is nothing that's hid that's hid from the Lord. And I say it uh, three times. The reason I do, because I want God to hear that I believe what his, his word says. 
The second time I said, so I can hear and understand, I believe, what the word is saying. And the third time I said, so the devil can hear as I step on his head. And everything I've ever lost that was anywhere in my vicinity, I was able to find it. I had a friend of mine, he lost his wallet. He couldn't find his wallet. I told him to say that prayer. He said that prayer, and he looked for three days and couldn't find his wallet. But after the third day, he laid down his bed and slept right on top of it. And it had been there the whole time. But I'm trying to tell you, the prayer worked. The lady was out. She dropped the keys of her car on the football field. The light was out. She couldn't see it. She said that prayer, walked out halfway in the middle of the field, where she didn't remember walking that far, and stepped right on her keys. I'm trying to tell you, the word will work if you work the word. So, Remember what I said, this is a prayer that you can use, and it's 22, all right? And there's a reason that it's 22, but we're not going to go into all that. It says, now we have 23. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. He didn't just let it say, if any man has an ear, he said, let them hear. you got to speak these things, so what the word is saying, and then believe it. And he said unto them, Take heed of what you hear. For whatever measure you measure, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hears shall be uh, shall more be given. You gotta watch your eye gate, you gotta watch your ear gate. You gotta be careful in what people say to you. If they're negative all the time, just be smiling and say, Well, I got somewhere to go. I got something to do. If you see it uh People uh, having something they want to show to you, pornography and stuff. Uh, I got somewhere I got to go. You know, just get away from it. Because you stay around those people, you'll start having that spirit. It will attract. It's what we call those things attract each other. And we don't want them. So that's why we have to be careful in what we say, what we do, what we think, and to use the word constantly. For the Bible says, I will keep your mind in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Then it says, 24, and he said unto them, take heed of what you hear. Wait a minute. Uh, let's keep on going down here. Okay, uh, the 26. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. Now I just explain to you the kingdom of God just by those parables. So is the kingdom of God as if any man should cast seed onto the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow up and he knows not how. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You won't understand the kingdom. The kingdom is operated by vibration, frequency, and sound. You have to get your mind attuned and the way you get into tune, you read the words. You ain't got to memorize the scripture. You read the words and let your mind be open, that the, that the word infiltrates your thoughts, that the word teach your thoughts. Let your thoughts line up with the thoughts of God. And the more you do that, the more you'll see miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, scoliosis healed, uh, back problems healed. This young man came to our church service. He had one leg shorter than the other, and he had a spirit in him that was, uh, we call it the hook. And I mean, when his, that thing manifested, it looked just like that TD hook. 
his eyes switched and looked at me and like he was ready to attack and everything. But the thing is, once that thing came out of that young man, he said he felt so much better. But his leg, he couldn't play no sports because one leg was shorter than the other. And I told, I told people, I said, now watch this. I'm not going to touch his hand, his feet. I'm not going to touch his leg. I'm just going to be talking to y'all. And as I talk to y'all, God will stretch out that man's leg. Why? The plan was in my mind. God planted a plan in my mind to show the people it's not me, it's him. And as we, as I was talking, they saw it. The leg grew out. The next week, we tell the young man, he's out there playing sports now. Operate by what the word says. And you got to remember, everybody's not going to get it. But if you'll walk in faith and not by sight, you will start seeing the miracles, the signs, the wonders. All right. Yes, Lord, let's keep on going here. All right. So 28. For the earth brings forth fruit. You hear that? Of itself. First the blade, the root in the ear. In other words, what it's trying to say, sorry, the phone's ringing there. What it's trying to say, everything has to have a root, okay? And when you have the root, that's the plant. Then when you start watering the plant, and there's a Hebrew word for that, and it's called mem, M-E-M, water. That's what it is. Or it means word. Or it can even also mean nation. That's why the book of Revelation has a lot of hidden meanings in it. And you can't take it literal. There are some things that's literal in it, but very few things. Most of it is allegories and proverbs. All right. Let's keep on going here. Uh, and it says uh, the 29th verse. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. What are we talking about? Most people are thinking about the people. It's talking about the way you think. When you finally get the understanding that the Spirit of God lives in you, that's why we quote that scripture, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. That's why we quote that scripture. If, if I submit myself unto God, resist the devil, he flees from me. When it says that uh, God said he will supply all of our need according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus, but your need is not yet until you decide, I'm going to receive whatever the word says. Whatever the word says. I've had people that say, I, I have no money. I'm broke. I can't get no money. I said, okay, well, change what you're saying. I want you to say this. My God shall supply all of my needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I say it three times. One for the devil, one for God, and one for myself. When you get it, uh, the Bible says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, most of the time people look at that and say, well, that's the littlest of the, of the seed, but that's not what it's talking about. If you can hold your faith for a fraction of a second, I mean faith, not just thinking about it or wishing it's going to happen, faith, trust, that God's going to do it, then you'll see all kinds of miracles like I did. I say, as I said, I told people, touch the light switch, the back got instantly healed. I told people uh, to uh, touch my scooter, 
because I'm on, on the scooter. They touched this. They got healed. It makes no sense. But I hear God tell me the things that I say is not going to make sense to people. He said, I'm trying to get them to grow their faith, and I'm trying to get you to grow yours. I remember when the guy came up to me, he had a diarrhea. I mean, not diarrhea, constipation. And I told him to go look at the wall. And he went to look at the wall, but he said, that's crazy, right? And I kicked him in the rear end. He came off that wall ready to jump on me and beat me. And all of a sudden, he had to run to the bathroom. I'm trying to tell you, things that God tells you sometimes don't make sense. But make sure it's him that's talking and not the devil. And then you walk by trust. That's another word for faith. Trust that God is telling you something. That's why he said, and he said, and God said, and the word said, and the angel said. You'll notice it says, and, and, and. That's the reason because that's another Hebrew letter. I'm not going to teach on that today. But I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to get you all to get the thinking in the correct way. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Is uh, Dwayne out there today? If you are, push one, and that way the uh, Darth will know that you're there, and then you go ahead. You said you, you're going to say something today? Let me get this. Okay. Hello, 501208. Dwayne, is that you? Yes, ma'am. That's me. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about the letter U for just a minute. We ain't going to go into it in depth. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um it's important that we understand that the Hebrew alphabet, right, the olive best. Um, the children of Israel were Hebrews before they were called Israelites. They were God. They are God's chosen people. That's God's language. It's in our Bibles, for the people that don't know, it's Psalms 119. In the King James Version, Psalms 119, above every eight verses, there's a word. And there's a symbol, and that symbol is part of the Hebrew alphabet. The first one is Aleph, but we're going to talk about Yud. Yud is the tenth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it stands for wholeness. The number ten means wholeness, and isn't that crazy? Because the letter U is it's spelled J-O-D um, in some instances, and Y-U-D in other instances. It's just the Hebrew. It's just the thing of the Hebrew alphabet. It means creation. And in the begin, in the beginning, God be, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we go over to John and says, uh, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God." So what is His Word? And the Word was God. It was Jesus. And who is Jesus? The creation, the Hebrew alphabet. He is the Word of God. It also stands. Physical is the study of nature. And what is nature but creation? All of creation. Everything in nature is creation. Everything goes back to the to the beginning. Aleph, creation, the creator. God is the creator. He is Aleph. Aleph means father or silent, right? Next is Beth. Beth is in the mind, and that goes on down to the next thing we're going to talk about. The hand of God is an act of God. That's one of the meanings of you. And that goes back to hey. Thought speaks action, right? So when God got his thought hand on us, he's thinking about us. That's his thought. And where is that at? In the mind. That is a dwelling place, which is best. We have to learn these letters because it's very important for the understanding of the word. 
when Jesus taught, he taught about letters. And the Pharisees wondering, well, how did you learn this? Who taught you this? The next one we're going to talk about, the meaning of you, is continuity. Just like the Holy Ghost uses us as continuity to, to, to use to go through us like electricity goes through a wire. He uses us to, to get to the people. It's all about the beginning. In, in the beginning, the Holy Ghost was there. He was, he was hovering over the sea, the deepness. So we have to understand the Hebrew alphabet is very important. Some people say, well, why should we learn Hebrew alphabet? Because it's the word of God. It wouldn't be in our Bible if it wasn't. There are 22 letters to the Hebrew alphabet. Yud is the tenth. Are there any questions on Yud? Right, you don't have any questions. Yeah, you have to do is push one on your telephone, and that will uh, let Dorothy know that you want to make a comment or say something or ask a question. Well, thank you, Dwayne. Enjoyed it. I was saying, we, uh, the more that the people are listening to this and getting more in-depth, they'll learn how the the kingdom of God operates, and it's operating by the Hebrew letter. All right. Someone so just raised their hands. Someone just okay. raised their hand. Let me four one seven three four two. Your mic is open. Okay. I, I was mute. okay, here we go. I apologize. My I was muted even on my side. Uh, I do apologize. Hello, brothers and sisters. Uh, David Oni here, uh, DW. Um, yeah, Yod, uh, one of my favorite letters. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the uh, I, I was curious in, in Psalm 119, uh, Brother Dwayne, um, if you're still on, uh, in Psalm 119, uh, when Asaph wrote that, uh, is, is there something in those eight verses that that help direct us a little bit closer to to uh, to to Yom? Is there is there anything in that or in any of the eight uh, of those letters? Is, is there anything in Psalm one nineteen that would help us? Uh, I mean, clearly the acrostic kind of helps a little bit more, but I, I'm curious as to whether that in this particular letter. If it's if there's something in the eight verses themselves that you okay. that you know of uh, that would that would help point and, and help us to help our hearts to remember that. Okay. Go ahead, Dwayne. If you go deeper in study, is there? But I'm not going to confuse people because when I first started studying the Hebrew alphabet, right, I couldn't find any correlation between those those. Um, Eight verses in the in the letter above it. So it's something that you have okay. to find for yourself. You have to study the okay. word so, to know what if the I, word means. If I do find something, I will share with the group. <laughs> I'll put okay. it that way. All right. Let me let me say one thing right quick. If you notice, it's eight letters. I mean, eight yes. verses. Eight is a representation of new beginning. And as you look yes. at each one of those Hebrew letters, you'll see like the first thing it says. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walks in the law of the Lord. Well, where is that? You'll have to go to, I told you, the Bible interprets itself. You have to go to Psalms 1 and read what that says. 
And this came from the olive, which is the Father, who's telling us how to be blessed. And the more you read it, because the first thing it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scorn, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, the root, the root, the root, the root, the root. And then you'll bring forth your fruit in your season, and your leaves also will not wither. As I said, the more you learn that, the more you look at, then you come best. And then uh, Gimel, he'll be, uh, uh, Dwayne will be teaching on other letters. I just want him to show that right now. So the main thing is Amen. the Bible interprets itself. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you for the, and thank you for the challenge to, to go deeper. I, it's always a good challenge to go deeper into the word. So thank you. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. God bless. I'll back out. <laughs> God bless you both. Thank you. Is it anybody? And thank you, Doug, for inviting me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has anybody got any uh, other uh, questions or comments? Push one, and Dorothy will let you know if your mic is open. All right, nobody's pushing the buttons, huh? Nope, nobody's pushing those buttons. Okay, let me get back up here to Mark here so I can finish that. All right, because I got somebody asking me a question, and I'm going to have to look that up. It was about in the book of Revelation. So we'll hit that little bit second here. Let me do this. Let me see where am I at. The green. Okay, uh, we said 29 to 30. Let's finish it all out here. And he said, wherever until, uh, wherever until I liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, it is the least or less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it grows, it grows up and become a greater than all the earth and shoots out with great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with many such parables, you remember I keep telling you, God has saying teaches in parables. He speaks the word, which is the Hebrew alphabet. There's a lot of knowledge in the Hebrew alphabet and how things create and how it, it grows as they were able, because everybody's not understanding, as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spoke he not unto them. And when they were alone, he had found in all things to his close friends, the disciples, the twelve. And the same day when the evening had come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had one, uh, and when, they had sent away the glove to, they, they took him even as he was in his ship, and there were also with him little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the wind beat it on the ship so that it was full, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on, on a pillar. Some of those don't understand what I'm talking about, pillar. And they awakened him, and he said, Master, 
can you, you now cares for uh, cares not for we perish? Let me go back and give y'all what per, uh, pillow is. Jesus was in prayer. That's what that word pillow means. He was able to be in two places at the same time. He was on that boat, but he was right before the Father at that same time. And don't try to figure it out. I'm just trying to tell you that you want to know how the kingdom operates. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there came a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith, which means no trust? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I've been with people that have seen me do it many a time. I speak to the weather, and the weather obeys. I was down there in Florida, and there was a, a hurricane coming in. And I went out on the beach, and I spoke to the hurricane. I said, listen, Jesus sent me here on vacation. That means you can't operate here. And it turned around and went back out into the sea. The news people came on talking about, we don't know what happened. It turned around. I know what happened. I went there and commanded it. You have the authority if you understand how the kingdom operates. The kingdom operates by the spirit, not by you. You don't control the gift. The gift controls you. You hear God speak, and you speak what God says. If he tells you that you're going to be a millionaire, you don't go around saying, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. You speak what he says. I'm going to be a millionaire. But do I have to figure it out? No. He said it. That's enough. If he has to bring a stranger into your life and write you out a million-dollar check, then he can do that. But he's got to be the one that said it. And now you're saying, well, how do I know which one is God or not? You've got to put more word in you. The more you put the word in you, the stronger you'll be able to hear the vibration and the frequency. The frequency. All right? Let me. Isha Karanda But as I told you, 33 says, with such parables, he said the word unto them, and they were able to hear it. Be one of those people. Speak, God. Lord, I want to be able to hear your word with understanding. Don't just say, I want to hear your word. I want to hear your word with understanding. And notice, next week we'll be talking about the demoniac and what happened there and where where the Bible interprets itself there. Instead of you think you read it all, you're not reading it all. You have to let the other scriptures interpret itself with it. Because there's some people out there talking about uh, try the word by the word, try the word by the spirit, and they, that's how I know what is right. Listen, you better read the rest of that story. It says so that you'll be able to know the difference between a true prophet and a false prophet. Jesus talked about the same thing. There'll be many in those last days. They'll say uh, uh, that they are the Christ and stuff. And they say that he's out in the desert and don't go out there. There's none right now. He's over in Israel. And a lot of people over there are claiming that he is the, the Messiah. This, what did the Bible say? The same way he went up, it would be the same way he come down. Stick with the Bible. Don't listen to everybody speaking stuff into your ear and what you've seen on TV. 
The Bible says Jesus would come back the same way he went up. And we know where he's going to come to because the same place he left up, he said, I'm coming back. But anyway, main thing is get people to, to read and think for themselves. Anybody got any questions or comments? Do you have anything to say, uh, Dorothy? Oh, someone just raised their hand. Let me see if I can figure it out. Um, if okay. you guys that have already spoken to hit one again, I'll, the hand will go down and I'll be able to see better. Um, <laughs> four hands up, three hands up. Okay, I don't think we listen to three five three whoops okay. eighty nine hundred yet. Eight one six three five three. I'm on, I'm here. Okay. This is Karen Morton. I had a question. Okay. <laughs> he almost hey, remembered. <laughs> hey Dorothy. Go ahead. The question is in uh, Revelation chapter 11, it talks about the two witnesses. Okay, I'm just wondering. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just just wondering why they're in sackcloth and ashes and wondering okay. what's going on and what are they doing and um, who do you think they are? Okay. Uh, you said the fifth chapter? Eleven. You know Chapter eleven. Revelation eleven. eleven. Okay. Let me, oh boy. Oh, let me just say here. My cousin's trying to call me. I'll cut y'all off. There it is. The eleventh chapter. And the what mm-hmm. verse again? Well, if you go to the third verse, it says, I will give you power unto my two witnesses. Okay. And they shall prophesy. A thousand two hundred and three score days, clothed in sackcloth. These are well, the two it, olive trees. So I know you said uh-huh. it interprets itself, but I'm not understanding uh-huh. what the olive trees are. Okay. Israel? Uh, no. Uh, I'll explain to you in a second. There. First of all, it says they're clothed in sackcloth. Sackcloth means uh, is a way of of uh, what's the, what I want to say to uh, humble yourself. To mm-hmm. humble yourself. That's what why uh, all your prophets. You read in there, they are in sackcloth when they're praying, when they're humbling themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. these two uh, witnesses, they shall uh, prophesy for a certain amount of time, which is actually three and a half years. And these are the two olive trees, which is located in the Old Testament. And then he gave another word to it. It's and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. In other words, mm-hmm. these are the people that God's going to get prepared for the uh, last days. <laughs> and they're going to go uh, witnessing, or actually they're going to be preaching and teaching. And it says, if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in the same manner be killed. They have power mm-hmm. to shut up heaven and the rain and the days of their prophecy, and they have power over the water to turn them into blood and to smite the earth with all plagues. And uh, 
as often as they will. And when uh, when they have you know, have established or finished their testimony, the beast, me and some other people are talking about that today, the beast shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, make war with them, and shall overcome them and kill them. As I said, the two witnesses are, you have to go back a little bit to see that they're not Elijah and they're not any of the other people. These are witnesses that God's going to bring up. Now, they're going to be walking in a spiritual uh, spiritual uh, authority that they'll be able to do as often as they want to shut up the rain and everything. You know, uh, uh, what was it? Elijah stopped the rain. But you notice when he got ready to pray for the rain to go in, he had to do it, I think, seven times before it happened. Mm-hmm. But this, they'll be these two will be able to do it as often as they want to because they have the word of God in or the understanding of how the Hebrew, I'm telling you how it is, the Hebrew alphabet operates. All right. So, so, so what are the two the olive trees? Okay, the what two ha- olive trees. Remember, it's in the Old Testament when he talked about the old, the olive trees. But I'm going to tell you what it actually means. The two olive trees are what Jesus was doing when he prayed for that uh, blind man. And once he prayed for him, he said, how do you see? And he said, I see men as trees walking. All right? That's because in the spirit realm, we are represented like trees. We have roots going up to heaven and roots going into the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. And when the man saw that, he saw it and didn't understand what he was looking at. But Jesus knew, and that's why Jesus prayed for him the second time, that his sight from the spirit realm came into the natural realm, and he sees men as they are. So the two olive trees are the two uh Spirit that God's going to send here is going to move in God's spirit, and He's going to be able to do. Those two are going to do anything they want to say, and it's going to happen. They're actually prophets. That's one of the reasons why they're wearing sackcloth. So, so it's two spirits. It's two spirits that He's going to uh, let two humans. Uh, yeah, be humans. Come upon the two humans. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it tells you that they'll be able, if anybody attacks them, they'll be able to attack back. But then it also, I, I read the last of it, where they would be killed. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish it. And their dead bodies shall lay in the streets of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, which means bondage, which is our Lord, yeah. where our Lord was crucified. And so then it it. it it, it tells you later on that they raised from the dead. So they got to be humans to be die, to die. Mm-hmm. All right, did I answer your question? Yeah, so this is after the church is raptured. Gone. We won't yeah. be here. We'll be in heaven at the marriage supper. But if <laughs> I tell people, get right with God, you don't want to get left behind. Awesome. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, yeah, brother. Thank I appreciate you. you. Well, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the food. I'll eat that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All I'll right. let you finish get... up. Thank you for that, the insight. Appreciate that. Okay. Well, I'll give uh, two more minutes. Anybody else got a question or comment? Mm-hmm. Let me want. just keep this hand up. Oh, no, too many hands coming up. I think I got this. 417-342, did we speak with you already? Uh, you did. I didn't know how to put my hand down, but if you're going to give me the Press floor, you got a lot again. of hands up. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll uh, oh, okay. Press one. Thank you. Okay, let me, um, let me see here. Um, Carol was the eight one six three five three, right? Ooh. It's hard when all you see is phone numbers. Kids, I can't oh, stick I those in my head. <laughs> okay, eight six four nine eight two. Your mic is open. Hey, how are you doing tonight, guys? Doing good. Um, before I came to the broadcast, um, I got seriously burned. And I know I might be out of port, but um, I got foot showing. And um, I'm using some marble cane that has, you know, that olive in it. And it's, it helps with our skin, you know. It's a plant that goes along with our skin. Uh, uh-huh. And I need prayer. I need prayer because... I really don't understand. <laughs> this is the second time I've been real. <laughs> I'm definitely do it, but you know, I, I'm not so, understanding why people seriously burnt. Uh huh. The main thing is look at the scriptures on healing Psalms 103, 107, and you speak those things as if you're talking directly to God. Not, I hope yeah. God will hear this. No, you speak it as, I know God is hearing it. No, because I do that. When I, pray, uh-huh. I hear you, but I I'm do. trying to tell you. You go back again. See, a, a war is not won by one shot, two shots, three shots. You keep on shooting until the war is over. So if I go to God and I say, Lord, look at this, I need help. And he doesn't help me right away. I don't give up. It's just like I'm starting over again. I'll say it again. And I'll keep on saying it until I get my breakthrough. There's well, an angel there's... called the Breakthrough Angel. Yeah. You hear me? He's called the yeah, Breakthrough he... Angel. And they yeah. wait. They wait to see where, if you're going to hold up or you're going to fall off to the wayside. That's what no, they do. I... They wait. I understand that, sir. I just know that <laughs> this is unreal. Um, oh, I hear you. As I say, I speak, uh, be healed. That's all I had to say. I just say, be healed. If you notice, yeah. Jesus didn't talk I, a lot. He didn't pray a lot. He spoke it. And that's what I'm speaking towards you. Be healed. Yes, sir, I receive. Amen. And then you start thanking God for doing it. All right. Well, we're getting past our time, but as I say, I'll give 
somebody else a few more minutes here. You got somebody else with their hands up? Yep, there's um, 804821. Your mic is open. Thank you. Pastor Vivian, I wanted to ask the question. It's in uh, Revelation chapter 13, and it is dealing with the beast that look like a leopard. And um, it says, and I saw of his head as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And it says there too that he was given, he gave him his great authority. Would you please uh, tell us in what way the world wondered after the beast? Were they just mesmerized with with this entity, or did they, or were they just willing to follow him without regard, without question? Okay, what it is. Remember, I told you earlier. There's two spirits that it comes here: mind mm-hmm. control and mind blocker. Mm-hmm. And what he's going to do, he's going to use mind control to take over people's thoughts. And they're going to believe, oh, this is this is the Christ. This is the one. And he's going to do uh, signs and wonders and everything, but we call it false signs and wonders. See, we won't be here. When mm-hmm. he shows up, we will be out of here. The Bible says, he that let us be taken out of the way, that's us. So that's why we don't... Uh, worry about what he's going to do because we won't be here. But those that are here, they're the ones that's going to go through this thing. And that he has a beast-like nature. He's not looking like a beast. He has a beast-like nature, like uh, a ravaging wolf. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, or a a roaring lion. It's not a lion, but it's going to have the nature of that or his mind like that. In other words, he's going to have a beastly mind. It's mm. all about himself. But thank God we won't be here. Amen. Amen. Did I answer your question? Um, I believe so, yes, sir. Uh, I was going to say, what was his great authority? But uh, uh, it was not here. Uh, yes, a mind control. Okay. His great authority will be mind control, controlling right. the people's mind and black mind okay. blocker, so they will not hear the truth. Amen. They will not hear it. They will not understand it. Even after the rapture has happened, they still won't believe. So that will be his main weapon, mind control and mind blocker. Okay. All right. Okay. Anybody else? We're already going past our time here. That's all right. I always schedule for two hours, <laughs> just in case. Okay, I think I have, I think I answered those for two. If you have had okay. your answer, answer, please press one again and your hand will go down. I'm getting confused. Um, I had a stupid question. There's no such thing. Yeah. Stupid question, especially from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we pray to bring the kingdom of God here on earth, Uh right? The end of the Uh Lord's Prayer. If the kingdom of God is within us, Uh does that mean 
that the more we ingest the word, that the more we speak the word, that the more we trust the word, that the kingdom starts manifesting on earth in signs, wonders, and miracles. Okay. Now, that is correct, but here's the other part of that. What is the earth? The earth is us. That's why it manifests in us. That's why Jesus said the uh, kingdom of God is in us. We're dirt. That's where we was created, earth. When we died, we they said at the funerals, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, back to where we came from. So God's kingdom operates inside the earth. That's us. In other words, whatever God's will is, that's why we have to look up what does it mean by God's will. It's, I think it's located in Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, if anybody wants to find out what is the will of God. All right. Anybody else? Oh, someone just stuck up their hand again. Okay. Get that phone. Okay, can you hear me? 417, hi, yep, 417-342. Okay, it's, I yeah, you are on again. the air, huh? <laughs> Thank you, this is DW again, David Oney. Uh, yeah, I apologize about the confusion of raising and lowering the hand, but uh, <laughs> Pastor James, I did have a question about uh, the heart and the head and how that relates to James 1.8. I know the Hebrew thought, talks about the heart being the seed of of the of, of our thoughts processes. But James one eight talks about a double minded man cannot stand. Is there a, a differentiation between the unregenerate human being who has no salvation at all and them operating within the mind or or is there or is okay. it all really does occur in the heart. I mean does it Okay. Now uh your question is what is a double, the best way to answer this is what a double-minded person is, okay? Well, I, actually, my real question person, was where does, go ahead. Uh, a double-minded person, that's all right. A double-minded person is when their uh, uh, a soul and spirit is at combat with each other, okay? Okay, okay. That, like makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. So when you become one, when your soul surrenders to the spirit, then we become one with God, and then you're no longer double-minded. Double-minded brings in fear. Double-minded brings in confusion. That's because the the, the flesh, the fleshly thinking, the carnal-minded, is an enemy of the spiritual-minded because the spirit doesn't make sense to the carnal. But once the soul gives up its right and says, I accept you, and then the two become one, then you're no longer double-minded. If I speak to the spirit realm out there, I don't think it's going to operate. I know it's got to operate because the word says that it should obey me. If I say move, does not move, I doubt not in my heart. See, that's the thing. The heart is where the spirit man lives. Doubt so, not in your spirit. So okay, so the, the so the heart, which is where the where the is that the is that the 
soul, the seat, where the okay, uh, my okay. I understand a, a little bit of Hebrew, so I understand that Rach is actually the spirit, and, and the Fesh is where the soul is. So we're talking about a unity of Ruach and Nefesh, Nefesh right. in the Lev, in the, in the heart itself. Okay, okay, I'm just, I'm, okay. So, so, but, but the double-minded man has a combat between this Ruach. Is that the, is that, that's not the Ruach HaMekdesh, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Spirit. Okay. But, see, the well, Kohadesh, what it means, the Kohadesh has, has many meanings, and one of them is understanding. And so when okay. the uh, the understanding enters into the uh, the the, the uh, flesh part or the soul part, and it receives it, it won't operate until it receives it. Then we start being double-minded about things. We have doubt. We have sometimes okay. even unbelief. Okay. Okay, that, that, and, and I, I do have a reason for asking my question because I've got a I've been invited to do a clinic tomorrow, <laughs> live on. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to make sure that I got I got this right. <laughs> I mean, I'm well, going to go in and empty myself up to the, the to the spirit of the Lord, you know, Amen. But but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it's good to have understanding and draw close. And you know, brother, you you've done some study on this. All of all of you have, and I <laughs> I appreciate that, you know. So. But yeah, that's a that's a big thing, you know. Biblical manhood. I mean, the the stand in in that, and just to stand. And I love that that about the tree, you know, in the spirit realm. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. I, that was a beautiful thing. So I'm not trying to flatter. I'm just, but I am very yeah, grateful for that. So, anyway. well, God bless right, that, you. That, God bless you too, James. Yeah. I appreciate it. Brother. All right. All right. All right. Oh, right. uh, Dorothea, we already 15 pairs and. I ain't got a chance to get up. You know me. An hour, I got to get up. I know. I hear you. Let me, let me check. There's no more hands up. I would just okay. like to say that I appreciate our listeners, our fellow studiers, because they come up with the, what's it, our link letter used to say, kids say the darndest things. Yep. <laughs> I mean, our, well, our just, just, they just come up with the best questions, and you can tell they put a lot of thought and prayer um, in, in what they, they would, you know, they ask. So I just appreciate them. No end. I really do. So do I. I'm so glad. I want to tell you all outright, I, I'm glad you all listen. I'm glad you ask questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question. And I'm, I'm so glad y'all do ask questions because that means you want to grow. And that's what I'm trying to get you out of your and – and the growth comes in the mind. That's why you have to have what it says, spirit. One of the words for spirit is understanding. And it has to be a supernatural understanding because as Jesus told his disciples, they didn't understand. He said, well, it isn't for everybody to understand, but I'm going to explain to you how you understand this parable so you can understand all the rest of the parables I'm going to be telling you. All right. Well, Dorothy, it's good talking to you. You sound a whole lot better. Do I? I've been doing more drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, the steroids and the nose spray and the, oh, my goodness. 
Oh, I hear you. Well, you have a blessed day, and uh, I'll go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly thank Father, you. I, I thank you because of your presence. I thank you, like Moses said, I will not go up without your presence. And because of that, Father, we understand it's not us, it's your presence that give us understanding. It's your presence that gives us power. It's your presence that gives me authority to operate in the kingdom. And, Father, because of that, and the other people that's asking questions, that you're feeding them fruit, that they can bring forth more fruit. And the fruit is the fruit of the Spirit, which is in Galatians, uh, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Father, we need that fruit, but we know that unless you give it to us, we're like a thief and a robber. But if you give it to us, we prosper in everything that we do. Father, I pray for the people out there right now. They have the eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to receive, and a heart to do. Hands to bless, feet to carry the gospel out of their belly will come rivers of living water, and it will control their tongues that they'll understand they have power in life and death in their tongues or in their language. And love, joy, and peace is in the Holy Ghost, and that's where we need to live. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen. Amen. Well, Father, bless everybody. We've got to let Pastor go so we can have his supper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll catch you next week. We'll be on Mark 5 next week, right? Yes, ma'am. That's okay. going to be the I can remember that. About delivery. <laughs> the demoniac. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about that one. Or I uh, have a lot of questions. Just, well, you know. You. We'll be there. Things. <laughs> Lord, okay. Good night, everybody. Father, bless. Have a blessed week.